Chapter 18 of Old Broad Brim into the Heart of Australia. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Old Broad Brim into the Heart of Australia by St. George Henry Rathborn. Chapter 18 Beldemona's Match. I have caged him. You? Yes, I have trapped him, but he refused to talk. Where is he now? In the second pit. Merle McRae, who listened to these words from the lips of Belle de Mona of Round Robin Ranch, turned a trifle pale and then said, Is he dead? I don't know, but I trust he is. I'll see. He darted from the parlor and went to the door leading into the first dungeon, into which Dick Waters had been thrust by the woman's command and crossed it to the wall. There he found the secret door which he opened and held his dark lantern above his head. For a little while he saw nothing, and then he made out a human figure on the ground. Waters, he called, but the man did not stir. Merle went over to the man and threw the bullseye light upon his face. What means this? cried Waters, springing up. She did it, and you know why. They stood face to face and looked at one another like wild beasts. And so do you men, cried Merle. He is in league with you, I mean Riggs. Prove it. You have been seen together. You have held secret consultations on the range and in the hut. That proves nothing. Riggs and I are friends. Merle seemed baffled. Was this man to beat him and come out of the affair victor after all? "'You are to perish here like a rat in a trap "'unless you make a full confession,' cried the hunted man. "'The traps of Robin Ranch are as deadly as the dungeons of Venice. "'There is no escaping from them, and your doom is sealed.' "'Waters, who was a young athlete, "'looked the other over from head to foot "'and seemed to measure strength with him. "'Merle retreated a step and laid his hand on his hip. "'His eyes flashed with an angry light. "'I see. You are in league with Riggs, so-called.' Tell me the truth, Waters. Who is he? But Waters was no traitor. You refuse, do you? There was no reply. Then rot where you are. When he comes back, you will have a companion in your misery. When who comes back? Riggs, he will return to die with you. The fool has crossed the sea to fall to pieces in the dungeons of the ranch. Merle, a minute later, stood once more face to face with Beldemona. You found him, she said. Yes, it is true. There was a plot. And when Riggs comes back, we will spring the trap on him. It shall be done. We must be entirely safe here. We shall be. The shades of night had deepened over the landscape and the songs of the birds in the bush had ceased. Far across the pasture lands of the Australian ranch moved a line of men and horses that gradually approached the ranch like robbers. Their movements were almost noiseless and their leader addressed his followers in low tones. Nothing told of the approach of the enemy, and the night winds did not waft to the doomed ranch tidings of the swoop. On a little rise not far from the sheep sheds, the band halted, and Blacklocks addressed his men. He told them of the marvelous treasure in the secret vaults of the ranch, and of the vengeance they would take. When he concluded, he gave the command to march on, and the column moved again. It neared the ranch, the guards did not stop its march. Indeed, there were no guards in sight, 
and everything seemed in readiness for the attack. Suddenly the air rang with fierce shouts, and the rapid gallop of horses was heard. "'The bandits! The bandits!' cried half a dozen voices, and then all was confusion about the ranch buildings. Down upon the houses swept the bandits, secure in their saddles, all dark-faced ruffians who had plundered more than one good ranch and left but misery and death in their train. But this time there was to be a stubborn defense. The bandits were suddenly checked by a sheet of flame that seemed to burst from every window of the ranch house. Black Locks and his demons fell back, recoiled with cries of fright and agony. The defenders of Round Robin Ranch had determined to fight to the last extremity, and were firing accordingly. Their bullets told, men reeled from the light saddles, and horses pitched in every direction in the throes of death. Volley after volley poured from the ranch, and whichever way the bandits turned they met the same sheet of fire. Blacklocks himself was unhorsed and struck down, but he led his men on again. At last the scoundrels gave way. The defense was too much for them, and they had to fall back, carrying with them nearly one half of their men. The repulse had been disastrous for the few defenders, for six lay on the bloody floor of Ranch Robin, and of these four were dead. The windows were shattered, and bullet marks scarred the house from eaves to foundation. Merle, with a bloody bandage around his forehead, stood in the middle of the room looking like a demon of battle, and Belle Demona, holding a carbine in her jeweled hands, stood near him triumphantly and happy. The bandits rode back over the hills with threats of future attack and vengeance, and the last shots had died away on the night air. An hour later silence had come down over the old ranch, and all traces of blood on the floor had vanished. If Riggs would only come back now, said Beldemona, I would finish the work. He will come, answered Merle. The trap is now set for the detective, and we will soon be safe. At this moment there crouched on the porch outside the slender figure of a young girl. Her eyes seemed to blaze with passion, and in her hand she clutched a revolver. Her figure was not seen for the vines, but she could see the couple in the room beyond. Star Eyes had come back. She watched Merle and Beldemona with eager eyes and felt her blood course like molten lava through her veins. I failed before and he still lives, she hissed. I see him with her, and they have saved the ranch. But where is the detective? What has become of Roland Riggs? In another moment Merle came toward the porch, and Beldemona caught his arm. Do you think the girl is here? she cried. Is Star Eyes that witch in the country? Ask me not. But she has been here. There have been tracks in the sheep sheds. She lurks there. Fire them! Wait till morning. Beldemona released him, and Star Eyes saw him pass within a few feet of her. She could have struck him again, but she did not. Perhaps Riggs wants him more than I do, she muttered. He is the agent of justice and has crossed the sea for this man. Truly he belongs to him. You shall have him, Riggs, but if you fail, he shall die by Star-Eye's hand. Star-Eye slipped back over the path which led to the sheep sheds and entered one of these. She crept up to her hidden bed in the hay and lay down. Presently she started and listened with her ear glued to the crevice nearest her. They have come for me, she said, grasping the revolver and looking down into the darkness. Someone was beneath her. She heard a stealthy step and then the labored breathing of a person she could not see. All at once there flashed up the tiny light of a match, and the girl in the hay could hardly suppress the cry that bubbled to her lips. 
It was not Merle the rancher, but Belle de Mona who stood in the sheep shed. The burning match in her hand told her purpose. She had come to fire the sheds and burn her, Star Eyes, out. Madness and intense jealousy blazed in the ranch queen's eyes, and for a moment she looked around upon the interior of the little shed as she held the blazing match aloft. This will scorch the sleeping vipers, Star Eyes heard her hiss. A match and a little hay will avenge me. Beldemona threw some of the hay upon the floor and then struck another match. Gloating over her demon work, she withdrew toward the door and looked back. In another second she had thrown the second match upon the hay and it caught immediately. That's it! She will burn now, and Star Eyes will no longer prove the curse of my life. Larger and larger grew the flame, and Beldemona turned away. She did not see the lithe form that dropped from the hayloft to the ground. She did not note the nimble-footed girl who avoided the fire and sprang from the hut. Beldemona went back to the house, with the flames of the burning shed seeking the vault of heaven. She looked back once from the porch and saw the roof fall in with a shower of sparks. It is over and the nest is destroyed. Pray heaven the viper was in it. What have you done? said a voice behind her. She turned and saw Merle. I fired the sheds and killed the viper of Melbourne, was the reply. Now no one remains but Riggs, the detective. Finish him, and the secret is forever safe. She went over to the piano and began to play a wild and merry tune. End of chapter 18